going on, guys? Brian Jump, SAI PDR Marketing Podcast. Little Simple Minds, 80s. Play a lot of that crap. Some of you guys probably hate it. Apologies. This was a jam back in probably, damn, probably 82, 83. Anyway, um, how you been? Everything good? End of the week, guys. It's Friday. Friday. Are you fried out or are you ready to have a good day? TGIF or TGI? Oh, hell no. Well, we got a good podcast, guys. Got a good podcast. Been a busy week. Shocking. No students this week. Coming up, though. We got a couple coming up. I think we're training actually on Thanksgiving week, which is crazy. We'll take the big turkey day off and then come back for the Friday, Saturday. So, no, I won't be in the department stores getting a, a new television set or a thermos. Shocking. Hey, a movie suggestion real quick, guys. I caught um, a movie called Endless Summer. And I apologize. It's I'm a little late. This movie's been around for like close to 60 years. It's like a surf classic. It's pretty badass. I mean, the, the, just the storyline's pretty cool. How these guys traipse across the world, these young kids, and check out these international surf spots and everything, and, and domestic, and just the styles and the people and everything. It's just, it, it's a time capsule. It's so cool. And it's actually shot really well. The cinematography is beautiful. The spots, the dialogue is, eh, it's, it's not like moving. It's just like a, just almost like a docu. It's a doc, documentary, excuse me. Yeah, I'm still drinking my protein. Am I jacked? No, not yet. But anyway, yeah, check that movie out if you want. It's a free tip. Um, and well, Here's another thought. What do you guys think about this? I'm afraid of putting this out there because somebody's going to probably do it. But if they do before I do, great. I hope I get to do it. I got to meet a, an app developer. But I've always wanted to do a PDR game. Something you do on your phone or on your computer where you actually, you practice the fundamentals of, of doing PDR, but you, it's, it's you know, in animation. So, you know, all the same, the same things apply. You're using, I don't know if you could do a reflection, how that would actually play out in a, uh, it probably wouldn't. But the way you rebuild a den or a byline or, or whatever and tapping down and pushing up and stuff, I think it'd be kind of funny for an app. Um, the hardcore PDR guys are PDR guys would probably love it. So anyway, I'm toying around with the idea, but I think it would actually would hit. I mean, not, not hit like for big money. I think it'd just be good within the industry. I think people would just get a get a crack out of it. And maybe it's already been done. Don't know. Um, crazy customers. We had some crazy customers a week ago Friday. I'm still thinking about these people. Um, I will tell you this. Menopause is real. It's not fake. And you got to watch out for it. It will bite you. Um, last Friday was Freaky Friday. We're hoping this Friday is not um, I'm recording this prior to the day occurring. So this is a morning re record. So let's hope the day gets off without a, uh, a menopause hitch, if you will. I mean, think about it, guys. When you deal with people, it's a freaking wild card. You know, take a card out of the deck, the deck, pick any card, any card. It can be an ace, it can be a jack, it can be a freaking joker. You, know, you just don't know. Sometimes some people will be a little off center and there's just, there are little things you could do. I mean, I've had a few people come through where I basically, um, I priced them out. I'm like this person and, I, and it could have been, I could have been a little off center. I don't know myself, but I just decided that it looked a little risky and I didn't want to have, you know, I'm in my fifties now, guys. I, I don't want headaches. 
when I was in my teens and 20s, I didn't want headaches either. So I don't think much has changed over the past. I mean, I just got older, but I still have the same kind of desire. I like to side shift trouble. I'm basically like your running back. When, when linebacks, linebackers, if there's a blitz, I'm going I'm to shift lateral. I might even freaking option it. You know, I just, I don't want to get hit. I don't want to get hit with crazy people. So your mileage may vary. All right, so here we go, guys. Speaking of when I was younger, 10 things I'd wished I'd learned when I was younger. That's what this podcast is about. And I'm talking quite a bit young. I'm talking like college age, like, you know, late teens, early 20s, kind of like where my youngest is at right now, the gauger. Um, and, and here's a, a little side note. Wisdom, just because you're old doesn't mean you're going to get it. You know, wisdom doesn't always beget age or time. There's people that are young that, ha- that are wise. You know, a lot of it's intelligence or recognizing when you see some truths maybe changing your beliefs. And the funny thing about it is we're going to kind of, we're going to comb into that like, like a lice comb. We're going to pick out the lice. No, we're not going to eat them, but we're going to get the lice out of the hair. And we're really going to dive deep into the follicle and find out what we can, that's actually pretty good, huh? We're going to find out what we can dig out of the scalp for for our businesses, you know? But yes, wisdom, I know what you're saying. Can it be easier to accumulate over time? Of course. Of course. So some people just are just brighter from the get-go, but typically wisdom will happen with experiences. If you're ready and willing to recognize those and learn from them. So on that note, learning from others and save your most precious life asset, time. So if you have some shortcomings in your business, you know, maybe, maybe just pay somebody. But I'm just saying, all right, number one. So this is 10 things. I love lists if you haven't figured it out. Dave Letterman. Yeah, you probably know who the hell that is. All right, so, or was. When I was younger, my younger Brian in college, Cal State Fullerton. Worked full-time, went to school full-time. And yes, it took me a long time. I didn't get it knocked out in four years. Yes, it was six. Don't make fun of me. Um, I tried to show off too much. I was always trying to get attention, either at college or um, some parties with my buddies out with, with girls and stuff. Just try to be like the clown, you know? And I was always talking, never listening. My ears were wide shut and my mouth was wide open, just spewing you know, saliva and at any direction I could get. I mean, I was trying to make friends, but all the while, never really learning anything. And I, I look back now, you know, and my future past self, I'm just like, oh my God, you know, what a, what an abomination. What was I thinking? I just, and I wasn't, I was young, stupid and inexperienced, not wise. And it took me a while to learn how to shut up and listen, you know, learn stuff. And then once I did, I actually started making more friends. I mean, don't get me wrong. I made some friends. I, I, I caught some fish with that net, but it was the kind of fish that you don't want to keep. You want to throw them back most of the time. Luckily, I, I met a couple of really good people when I was a jackass, a professional jackass, a young jackass, a jackass on the town, if you will. But uh, yeah, no, that's one of my biggest regrets, um, trying to be a show off, you know. All right, number two, taking the right road instead of Mr. Shortcut, because that was my nickname, Shortcut. Especially working on cars, we we uh, we used to race Volkswagens back in high school, before I got into college, and uh, and I would when I would build these engines and stuff, I was always trying to 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 do something the short way instead of the right way, you know. And my buddies would always call me Mister Shortcut. My car never had any paint on it; it was always primer. Was it fast when it ran? It was, but because I was always trying to shortcut, just instead of slowing down, doing the job right, I mean. I, even in the PDR business, I'm always trying to find better ways, but I'm not necessarily looking for a shortcut. 
if that makes sense. A little bit of wisdom has finally dawned on me like the freaking afternoon sun. You know, it's like, okay, you might find a shorter way, but you might also find a better way. Okay, all right, all right, Brian, future Brian. I'll listen to you this time once. Um, so, so the idea, the lesson for me was try and do things, you know, the right way instead of necessarily qu quickly, you know. And I, I, I was almost like shifty sometimes. It was just like, you know, and I see people do that in business too. They try to make the quick buck, you know. And in college, I just, I had no patience, you know. If my future self would have showed up when I was in college and said, hey, listen, I'm you in 30 or 40 years. And you need to just slow the fuck down and do things right. Right now. Now go sit down, young man. I would have probably listened. First of all, I'd have been freaked out, but then I, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what I, would I really have done? Shit. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thought. But hopefully I would have listened. And, and think about this. If you have an idea, the commitment to the idea is key. Instead of trying to just run through it, just truly commit to it all the way through, through and through. And what do I mean by that? Because back when, this is my whole problem. I, I'm not going to blame my pops or my mom. I'd like to. But I, I don't know. I just, it either wasn't part of me or maybe I just didn't pick, see the lesson. But my sons, for example, even my daughter. I shouldn't even say even. Yeah, my daughter for sure. Just different things. My sons with sports, their dedication was something I never possessed. I never had the work ethic they do, did and do. So proud of them. And my daughter when it comes to school, she is on point. That girl gets worked. It, it's School is a sport for her. And she wants to score well. And she wants to win. And it wasn't always that way. She's, she's changed. The boys had been, I don't know, I would say the oldest was, was, was all in at a very young age, like four or five. And then the second, the, the youngest boy, I'd say maybe by the time he was seven, I think he would probably have caught, you know, caught the bug, and and then it just grew from there, like crazy. These these guys, holidays, birthdays, rain, days where their buddies are gonna go do something really fun. No, I'm, I have to go hit. I have to go throw. Whatever. They put the work in all the time. Consistency, dedication. Oh my God, they didn't try to do shortcuts like I did. You know, I was a get it done kind of guy instead of doing it well kind of guy. I mean, the first criteria with, the, with doing anything, is it worth doing? Then what do people say? Do it well over time. Does it pass the test? Back in the day, no. Now, my business and what I do, yeah, absolutely. But it took me years to, I wish I would have knew that at 20, not 30, 35. I mean, technically, I was about 26, 27 when I realized, all right, stop being a fuck off and start, start really working. So 26 is where I kind of turned around. But that's kind of old if you think about it. 26, my kids were two decades younger than me learning it. I mean, geez. I mean, we always want our kids to be a better version of ourselves or be a different version of ourselves, just better, happier, healthier, more fulfilling, rich life, right? And by rich, I don't necessarily mean money. I'm just talking about experiences, however you can afford them, free or otherwise. It doesn't really matter. Just come by them. So examples in business shortcut versus doing it right like learning advertising you could take a shortcut or you could learn it how about your repair skills in the pdr world are you really good at what you do do you know you're really good could you be better do you need to be better scaling do you know how to scale your business are you ignoring it are you working in or are you working on okay estimating 
Are you razor sharp freaking estimator? Can you squeeze all the money that is necessary that's there to, to take advantage, treat the customer right, but take advantage of the situation? In other words, get all of it that's fair and, and equitable and take care of your family for their present and their future. That's heavy for an estimator, but that's your job. How about selling? Can you demonstrate? Do you show or do you tell? And then lastly, there's a huge ocean between good and great work. The distance between good and great is vast. I'm pretty good. I'll be great in a year or two. No, you won't. You probably won't. It takes a long time to be great. And I'm not just talking skills. Matter of fact, I'm really not talking skills at all. I'm talking about business. Those other things. The estimating. The customer service skills. Scaling. Because in our business, so many people are caught up with, with quality. And if you're doing decent work, I'm sure it's good enough. I'm sure it's good enough. I'm sure it's good, it, you'll make it to where the customer's going to be satisfied. What about everything else? Too many people focus in our, in our industry on 2 or 3% of their quality of their work. I want everybody to be great. I, I, it's an ego thing. But ego really isn't what's going to drive your retirement. It's not going to drive your income. It doesn't pay the bills. It doesn't put new jeans on Billy. It doesn't put a new uh, meal on the table on Sundays. It really doesn't. It just strokes your ego. Oh my gosh, man, I glassed that thing out. Great. Would the customer have cared if you would have saved an extra hour or two and had a little bit of a wave in it? Maybe not, right? Could have been spending more time with Sally, helping her with her homework. She needs help. She's struggling in algebra, goddammit. Help Sally. So that distance between good and great, don't forget, covering that distance is work. And requires extraordinary talent to bring customers across that ocean from I'm pretty good to my business is fucking great. It really is. There's a lot to it, isn't there? I mean, that's pretty much what this podcast is about. This podcast should be called the Million Dollar Fucking Kick-Ass Best Business Podcast. You know? All right, number three, clarity of language. I mean, why is language important, Brian? Well, how else do we communicate? Language could be video, language could be images, and language could be text, could be spoken. You have to communicate. And the better you are communicating, the more of a master that you'll be able to cross that, that ocean I was talking about. Being succinct and to the point. Don't ramble. Don't throw in unnecessary words. I, I mean, this was one of my regrets. Like I said, I used to think that the most complicated words I could throw in would make me look smart and would draw customers in. And that, not really. Halfway down the, the trail, I, I was thinking, it's just making me feel better about myself. Oh, man, I know what what all these big freaking four-syllable words mean now because of school or, you know, English 101 in college. Whoopee, freaking do. Who cares? It's total BS. I've learned that over the years. Matter of fact, wind it back the other direction. The opposite is true. Active speaking voice rocks. There's a thing called the flesh cage score. And in your speaking or writing, you want to be a 7.5 or below in your spoken word or copy. In other words, keep it real and keep it simple. What do they say? Sixth grade? Fifth, sixth grade is where you need to be aiming at. Not eighth, not ninth, certainly not twelfth. A lot of people aren't going to follow you or they'll follow you, but you're annoying them. It's like, why is this guy speaking all these big words? 
antagonistic, agnostic, all these, who gives a shit? All right, number four, be willing to negotiate everything except your values. I used to think some things were non-negotiable. My, my belief system was immature. I just thought there was rules and that, you know, even though I didn't see them, it was like vapor in the air. I just made an assumption. Nobody took me down that path. Nobody walked me down the path in church and said, hey, you can negotiate everything in business, son. I didn't know that. Really, I thought there was those rules. You would never ask for a deal on this or terms on that. Yeah. Kick ass. Question everything. Be negotiable on both ends. Allow them to be a little negotiable. Yes, it does bother me when somebody says, hey, blah, blah, blah. You know, especially with the price. Can you do any better on the price? I don't... Sometimes you give people a little, a little, a little leeway. Maybe what they're trying to say. Don't let your ego get hurt, like I do sometimes. I gotta admit. So maybe what what they're trying to say is: Are there any other options for me? Give people love options. Okay, I I had a guy with a Tesla come in. Dylan was his name. A white mo, uh, model Y a couple days ago. Came in, dent on his door, body line dent, and then a dent in, in his liftgate. The yeah, liftgate. Liftgate was on the like the edge, kind of kind of a piece of shit dent. I mean, not going to be easy. About four inches, crushed a little bit of it. It's white, pearl white, um, aluminum. And then the door, there's a badass freaking brace in there. You can't go cheap for both dents. I think it was right around eight or nine hundred bucks. Okay, not too high, not too low for a new Tesla. Pretty pretty fair. Some people would have been a lot more than that. But I thought, okay, I know these dents. This is right in my my wheelhouse. But he came back at me after a little while and said, you know what, let's just do the liftgate one. We'll hold off on the byline one. And even the byline one was right behind his driver's door, you know, his door handle. I thought, shoot, he's negotiating with me and that's okay. He didn't ask me for a cheaper price. And I could have come in now, if that dent was easy, I would have, I would have negotiated back. I'll tell you what, Dylan, let's do this. You obviously are interested in getting that dent out, but I'm assuming maybe budget is of a concern here, correct? Am I, well, yes, Brian, it is. Take a hundred bucks off. You know, I'll tell you what, I, I appreciate your business. Would it be easier? Would you, would it be, would it be better for you if I pulled a hundred off that, that front one and we continued on, got the car completely clean instead of having you look at that dent every time you grab your door handle. Are you asking the right questions of your clients? In other words, I'm not going to talk about bullshit about rust or other shit or you know, well, that dent's going to stiffen up over time and we need to do it now. People ask me that those kind of questions, you know. Does it change? Will it matter if I do it now or later? Yeah, it's going to harden up. It's going to get hard like freaking diamonds. It'll never come out if you don't do it this week. No. And, and the right questions will allow you better deals. Whether it's customer questions or vendors or whatever. Prospecting, ask the right questions. It's crazy. It's, it's easy to get the wrong questions. It's freaking... It's an art to ask the right questions, isn't it? Because guys, business isn't a zero-sum game, is it? Both parties get better by negotiating. Negotiating is good. It's good for the clients. It's good for you. I'll never forget. I had a vendor for our tools. We used to make a shit ton more tools than we do now. I used to sell a lot of tools online. Tens of thousands of dollars each month before China came into the game. And in glue pulling. So... And we still make them for our, for ourselves and we still make them for students. But I don't, I'm, my, my tool maker is like 150 years old, Jose. He doesn't want to make more than one or two sets a week. He, 
he gets worn out. And I get that. I appreciate him. As crazy as, as he is. So I used to negotiate with our vendors and just grind the shit out of them because I was buying hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars a week in metal. And they probably they probably hated me. Same with my plastic vendor for wedges and taps. I bought in quantity and I thought I was the shit. But at the end of the day, humility was the key. A lack of arrogance. Be Have humility. Increasing the thoughts of others. Not demeaning yourself. Not thinking, making yourself into a position where you need to feel shitty about yourself. But rather, lift others up. Your opinion. Don't assume that you're smarter. Don't assume that you're better. None of that stuff. That's toxic. Don't posture. It's crazy. You'll see that with the wealthy sometimes, don't you? And just the stupid, the ignorant. Oh, man, I'm so much better than, than Billy or Johnny. You know, I've got this car. I got this house. I got this wife. I got, I got. Really? At the end of the day, poop comes out your ass the same as the rest of us. You get cancer the same as the rest of us. You were born out the same freaking hole as the rest of us. You're just like the rest of us. Don't put yourself in a different light. We're all human beings, right? Be, be, have humility. Be humble. It, it, it's crazy. I mean, if you do, you're going to be, you yourself are going to put yourself in so much of a better position, both just for happiness and for business. People will, they'll smell that. They'll smell it. People can see arrogance. People can see complacency or laziness, arrogance. Ugh, not good. I have a friend. He's kind of, eh. Kind of turned into more of a acquaintance just because we've kind of gone in different directions. And that, and I don't mean uh, drifted apart from a, an event situation just because of uh, geography. We're just not near each other. I used to see this guy. He was in our center and, and where my one of my studios was at, the Denver Repair Studio, right by the airport years ago. And his father was a Fortune 5 or Fortune 10 guy who sold his company for like, I don't know, 4 or $5 billion. This was like 30 years ago. So a shit ton of money and private plane, the best of the best, private jet. I mean, these people had a lot of money, but yet this guy had the son of the dad had a lot of humility, Southern charm. Nice. I mean, was he confident? Yeah. But would he, was he a prick? Would he laugh at himself? Would he laugh at us? Sure. It was fine. I appreciate that. Cause he was probably, no, he was, he was the, at the time, the wealthiest guy I'd ever met. And I was really shocked at how he acted. He was very just down home easy. And it might be because the money wasn't necessarily directly his. Or it might be that, yeah, he had enough money, a few money because of the family. And he still wasn't jaded by it. Arrogant. And I, I always liked that about that guy. It was something else. So, number five. The way to get status. Speaking of, of well, you got to be careful. Status and arrogance are, are close cousins, but... They're not, they're not kissing cousins. So the way to get status is to give more. Drop the mic, walk away. If you want status in business and in, in, in the economic culture, give. Give, give, give. Give so much that others will value you and who you are and what you do. Okay, Sacrifice more personally or with your business. Is that going to be easy? Fuck no. Fuck. If it is, you're not sacrificing enough. You have to serve. Back in the day, it was just the opposite. I was always trying to get, 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 get. Never wanted to to, to serve, to give stuff. I'm like, that's a fucking waste. Occasionally, yeah, I do some charity here and there. But for the most part, I never saw the grand, grand Ole Opry. I never saw the picture, right? And 
Then occasionally we started doing more. I'm like, oh my God. Like I think I talked about in one of our earlier podcasts, I was giving and and the girl was, I was talking about the Subaru girl who we polished off her hood and ceramiced it. She felt indebted to us because we gave so much extra that she had to settle even the score. That I forget what that's called, but it's a sales tactic, but but it's powerful and it works. So if you give so much, people are just naturally going to want to give back to you. You know, and it, it's way more powerful than advertising. Man, this guy gives so much blah, blah, blah that, you know, that I feel like I want to give. You know, and, th- and there's there's um, there's a podcaster. I'm sure you guys have heard of if you if you follow any podcasters. He's all, I mean, he's, when it comes to volume, this guy is, is hard to beat. Uh, Gary V, Van- Vanderchuk. I'm not really a fan of his. I mean, he's confident. I just never find anything actionable out of his his sermons, his podcasts, his content. Is he consistent? Is the is the content uh, well polished and 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 exec- executed and edited? Yes. Does it have any substance? I don't really think so. I don't, it doesn't serve me. Does it mean it's bad or good? No. It's just just the other other way. And, but he does give out a lot, a lot of I don't know what. But I, like I said, I don't know how big the guy is. I'm sure he's multi hundreds of millions or whatever. But there's better out there. I will tell you that. And because I just don't, he doesn't resonate with me. And just because he gives, it's not quality give, I would say. And and like I said, you got to give stuff that it's painful. It's freaking painful, man. It's just like, because to give a lot, I mean, you're, you're going to start to wonder, you know, at some point, am I going to get? And of course you're going to get, but you, only if you're giving good stuff. If you're giving average little freaking peanuts, hey, free peanuts today at Dentco. Who's coming in? Who's going to want to reciprocate? Oh, you know what? Thank you so much for the peanuts. Here's five cars for you to take care of. I don't fucking think so. Right? So, so like I said, the way to get status is to give more. It could be value. It could be a lot of different things. But if, if it doesn't hurt, you're not questioning it, you ain't giving enough. I'll tell you right now. Not in 2022. No way. 23. Okay, number six. You want respect? Guess what you got to do? Goes back to that give word. Got to give it. If you feel somebody deserves it, of course. I'll never forget this, guys. A little personal story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wax a little deep here. Buckle up. Kick up the recliner. I'll never forget my mom did something questionable when I was in my 20s. And we've all made mistakes. You know, kids, adults, whatever. And I said I didn't respect her for her actions. And she was upset at that. She thought respect was inherent. I'm your mother. You must respect me. No, I love you, but I don't respect everything you do. And in this particular event, I think this was poor, poor judgment. And yeah, I'm in my 20s, but what does age have to do with wisdom? A 90-year-old man can go rob a bank. Does that mean he's wise? Happens. I wouldn't say it happens all the time, but it does happen, right? Respect is earned. Give respect and you'll get respect typically, but you have to earn it, you know, and, and she did, wasn't respecting me because of my thought, my opinions, and I wasn't respecting her because of her actions. So it shit happens, you know, it's respect. This goes back to humility too, doesn't it? If in your business, you need to respect your clients and give them their, their due, you know, we, we joke around about clients and I talk about menopause and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, I appreciate these people. I really do. Crazy or otherwise. They're helping pay my family's bills. They're helping support me and my future. And without them, we'd be nothing. 
You know, we have to value our clients. We really do. Now, there's going to be some that are going to be train wrecks, of course, and you got to try to sidestep those as much as you can. And you won't please everybody. Some people are just going to be not pleasable. We had a guy, I mean, we're, we're rated at 5.0, okay? We had a guy come in, and he made a mention of it. Wow, you guys are at 5.0. That's that's so hard. It's so crazy. I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. I can't believe you're at 5.0. You're really a 5, but not a 4.0. I'm like, yeah, we're at 5. Hundreds of people. It's not. I, I go, I've got 150 cousins. That's how we're fine. I joked. No, I don't have 150 cousins, you motherfucker. We work hard. So how did this car turn out? How did this BMW turn out? It's 5 Series. Turned out good. Turned out really good. There might have been a smudge on the front door that somebody didn't get, like just dust on the, like on the door. We had to go, he said, what is this? I said, oh, it's just some sort of smudge or something. I went and got a microfiber, wiped it off. Okay, cool. Thank you. Later that night, we got a, a four rating from him. No comment, just a four. And I'm like, wow. And you can imagine, well, how would you feel? How would you feel about that? He did a great job. He acknowledged it. This looks great. A smudge. And that's, is, was he looking for flawless and making a point? I'll let you be the judge. But the thing about it was, is it just, that's just the business climate we're in. We're very, very vulnerable in the review space, aren't we? You know, and I gave him respect, but I don't know if I got it back. So you're not always going to get it. You know, that's, that's the wild card of dealing with people. All right, number seven, raise others up and you'll be raised. I never knew this when I was younger at all. I had no clue. No clue. I would joke. I would be uh, not pessimistic, but I would be very, very dry. And my humility probably needed a lot more polishing up. It's about thinking better of others. And I probably used to think that, oh, man, I'm I'm so smart. I'm in college and blah, blah, blah. That guy's a trash man or, you know, that guy is uh, – a carpenter or whatever what a dumbass or yeah stuff like that which is just it's ridiculous obviously but i mean imagine the danger of someone going around and thinking that way thinking they're way better or smarter than others i i used to be a guy like that way back in the day when i was in college i was such an idiot that i didn't know what i didn't know and then i finally figured it out i'm like oh man where was i let's ground ourselves there snoopy so these people are prevalent. And like I said earlier, sometimes wealthy people think like this, especially if they didn't make or create the wealth. If it's just been given to them, gifted, it's dangerous thinking. Remember, humility is not thinking bad about you. It's thinking better of others. We're all equal. We're all human beings. We all have feelings. We all have emotions, right? It's it's nuts. And when you're dealing, I mean, it's one thing to work in a lab or just sell products on the internet. You know, yeah, you may need to know a little bit, but you're not dealing with people on the front lines. If you're freaking in a war and you're fighting the front lines, you need to know how to do battle. You need to know how to deal with your customers. And this kind of thinking, if you're not, if you don't have humility, it's going to be dangerous. People are going to sniff you out like a big fart that you tried to go crop dust outside and it's too late and you wafted back inside and you got a bunch of sour looks on people's faces. That guy just farted. Yes, because he wasn't. He didn't have humility. I don't know if that's ever been said before in a line, but it's kind of funny if you think about it. All right, at least I find funny and fart jokes. Comedy. Number eight, ignore the negative voices. Yes, 
We've all got them, admit it or not. Your inner monologue. Who was that? Um, Austin Powers. His inner monologue was all jacked up when he became unfrozen. Started yelling really loud. Hopefully your monologue's not too uh, too loud or super loud. But sometimes those voices can be negative. And sometimes those voices aren't yours. They're others, other people. At the end of the day, guys, we got to take care of ourselves. We can't live our lives for our others. Yeah, sure, we want to support our family, but if our wife isn't supportive of us trying to get us to change who we are, that's wrong. Same goes for your parents or siblings. Friends have a sh friends and family have a short path to your heart. They've got a short little trip. Strangers have to take a, a, a walk around the world to, to be able to inflict pain, typically. But your loved ones, if you truly love them, they'll be able to have, have a quick a quick jab at you that might catch you off guard. You might feel something that you probably shouldn't. Because most of the time, all the time, you should matter most. I mean, sure, you would give your life for your kids. You'd give your life maybe for your wife. Maybe not your second or third wife, but your first one, you would definitely give your, your life for her. She was sweet. And the thing is, is, is you have to put yourself in the driver's seat. Because others may try to project on you. It could be a wife. It could be a girlfriend. It could be parents. Whatever. You know what? I always wanted Billy to be a doctor, but he's a dent tech. What a waste of shit. Well, you know what? Fuck him. And I'll even pile on that. I'm going to pile on this leave pile right now. I saw a post the other day and it said, fuck happiness. And at first, you know, it it's kind of a trick. It's a play on the words. Fuck happiness. What does that mean? I need to be sad? Embrace sadness? But basically what they were saying is fuck happiness as far as the quest. In other words, you're living in the in the, the future to seek happiness. And there is there is some negativity to that. And I used to be a, a, a happiness-seeking uh, individual. Instead, the antithesis or the different direction to this is just accept today. Today, Friday. Be happy now. Don't be happy in the future. Hey, I'm, I'm on the happiness highway and I'll get there. I'll get there by golly, by gum. No. Pull off the freeway. You're there right now. You're there right now. Be happy. Do you have a business? Hopefully you have your health. You have friends, family, something. Maybe a dog, maybe a cat. Hopefully you're not kicking them. Goldfish, whatever. Just focus. A, be happy. And B, focus on doing things to learn and grow. It's basically saying, don't live in the past or future, live now. And that was crazy when he said, fuck happiness. I'm like, hmm. But it was just, it was, it was a really good post because it was, it caught your attention. Caught my attention. Maybe you guys would say, fuck, I wouldn't read that. Brian's weird. And you'd be right. But like I said, it, it served me and it might serve you. It's, it's really just about ignoring the negative voices from the ones around us, including ourselves. And that goes into, I mean, it goes much deeper and wider. Beliefs, mindsets, holy shit. Think about the people that are much more wealthy than you and I, who've done great, exceptional things in business. The Jeff Bezos of the world, or Virgin Atlantic, what's his face? Um, Elon Musk, and all, all the people, Warren Buffett's, and all these big names. Do you think that they, they maybe weren't raised with the this current beliefs and mindsets they have now, but they somehow acquired them and made changes. 
and they see the world in a completely different way or light than a lot of us do. Because a lot of us think that they were, we're boxed in. We're chained down to a chain like a dog in a front yard, you know, as a parade goes by. When in actuality, there's no chain. You, know, you just, you feel somebody tugging on your shirt and that's just your fear. You know, that was heavy, by the way. I just pictured like a, a specter pulling back on my shirt and I look back and it's just like a big evil ghost or some shit. No, I'm not, I'm not into ghosts. Just don't worry about it. But anyway, so live now. Don't live, don't get on the happiness highway and, and say it's just another exit away or something. No, you might not get to tomorrow. Enjoy today, guys. All right, number nine, the danger of many successes in business. Okay, and when I say many, not many, but many, like small many. Okay, so this is the cycle of success. And and think about this. It's kind of kind of sucks in a way because you work really hard, you have a success. <clears throat> so first thing you do, let's wind it back. You've had some failures. You're Thomas Edison. You've had 999 failures. You're 1001. You got the right filament for the light bulb. Woohoo, billionaire or millionaire, whatever. Okay, so all the failures led to success. And then what did he do? He probably got some prostitutes, got some whores, did a couple lines, some rails, and freaking went on a trip to Europe or I don't know. I mean, you know, there was some complacency. There always is with everybody. Once you hit it, you tend to back off the gas a little bit. It's human nature. This cycle is inevitable. So don't 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 argue it. In other words, just I say accept it, but don't accept it at face value and just just take your your bad medicine. Accept it and take measures to alleviate the risks and the complacency. In other words, don't move the goalposts. You score a goal, okay? Great, celebrate. But when you score, don't just sit down on the sidelines. Go and have a freaking Ham's Paps or a Paps Blue Ribbon or something. Suit up and play a new game with new goals after that point. That's the, and I, like I said back in the day, you know, one good thing happened, shit, I would take a week or two or a month off, maybe six months. And when I say take take it off, I'm still working, but then I'm not busting ass. Oh, I got that goal done. All right, cool. It's time to party. Time to relax. Time to play. No more stress. No more pressure. Blah, blah, blah. That's normal. It's normal. We all, we all need to, we need to take a moment, celebrate. Hey, your team just won the World Series. Hey, your family went on a vacation, blah, blah, whatever it is, whatever good thing that happened to you, but don't go sit on the sidelines. Take a moment, realize that you're going to be heading down the complacency highway, no relation to the happiness highway, <coughs> suit up, play a new game with new goals. Okay, we made it to numero diez, number 10. Hopefully half of you guys haven't logged off already. So, because a lot of stuff's kind of deep, I'm taking pauses. I know, my, my, cadence, is, um, my cadence is off today. All right, so number 10, mindset and beliefs, like we just talked about, are the skyscrapers that are so hard to change or move. Your mindset, your beliefs, your truths in your life are like concrete skyscrapers that are so hard to change. They develop over time and you've been taught them or it's just been something you've been willing to accept. But I just mentioned some great thinkers of our time, some great businessmen, and you know they don't have the same beliefs and mindset as you. These guys would roll into your, your house and, and say, dude, get in the car. We're going to go fucking withdraw all your money. 
and we're going to go do this with your business and it's going to kick ass and it probably would because they're willing to take risks. They're willing to do things because they've seen the light that you and I haven't seen. They just sometimes think differently. Wild or or just just beliefs. They believe. They're, they're, not, they're not crippled by fear. They don't have a wife. They're saying, don't you fucking dare grow that business. <laughs> don't, you tried to, or you tried to take a loan out and it, your idea sucked. I'll never forget way back in the day when we were first doing dents, we, <clears throat> I saw this guy killing it with alarms and at the dealership. I mean, shit, we're going to do alarms too. We're going to do dents and we're going to do alarms. How, how well do you think it worked out? We didn't do quite as good as he did at all. We, we shut it down like four or five months into it. You, you can't do all, a bunch of different things. You got to do one and do it well. Unless you're up to like maybe five, ten million dollars, then maybe. <clears throat> maybe you could diversify at that point. So regards to mindset and beliefs, be willing to pay. This is, this is heavy, guys. This is like the heavy podcast. Pastor Brian's got a heavy sermon. I'm leaning over the pulpit. I'm looking out to you guys out there right before the gospel singers are getting ready to sing. Be willing to pay any amount of money to make the obvious truths real. Obvious truths are only obvious to those who know them. And like I said, it kind of sucks. In high school, I'm going to give you guys an out. Our, our public school system and our private school doesn't really have... For the most part, I know there's exceptions out there. I'm sure there are schools that there's kick-ass, kick-ass business mentors and marketers that are teaching young minds to move the lines, move the walls. But by and large, American business in, in middle school or high school, non-existent or it's shit. It's shit even in college, guys, which is sad. You could go out and, and just pay pay mentors or take cohort courses and probably three to six months get five, 10 X the education you'd get at most 99% of the, of the, of the colleges and, and universities we have right now. It's sad, but that's just the, the speed of knowledge, the velocity of learning and, and the times that they change right now due to, due to technology and, and, and AI and everything else. So let's circle back to that. What did I say? Brian, what did you say, man? I, I, don't, I don't get it, man. I was, I, was, I was hitting my blunt and I didn't follow you. All right, man. Lean back in. I'm going to talk a little softer so it makes it sound like it's important. Be willing to pay any amount of money to make the obnoxious truths real. In other words, you don't know these truths. You know some, but you don't know them all. I don't. Like I said, the way that Elon thinks is different. Wouldn't you like to think a little bit like him? Not the way he names his kids or his girlfriends or wives. The guy can't keep a relationship, I'll tell you that. Such a brilliant guy. He's not a very good freaking husband, is he? But he's a pretty, pretty good businessman. His truths are different than yours and mine. And Elon, that's a radical explanation. There's guys in our industry or automotive in general that think well out beyond the goalpost. We're playing on a field and theirs is much bigger and wider. Look at people who have achieved extraordinary things in, in our in our market or similar markets. Forget Elon, forget Bezos and and you know Charlie Munger and all these big big minds and stuff. Fuck that. 
Think about businesses that are just a couple levels above you. Let's say you're doing 200,000 a year. Okay, congratulations, that's that's very good. It's exceptional, that's, that's well into the upper income for the United States. Now, go find somebody that's doing 500. Go somebody that is doing a mill. They think and they do things differently than you, don't they? They're not doing the exact same shit you are. They don't hold the same mental restrictions many others do. Go attend meetings or conferences where people will help you expand your mindset and beliefs to move the walls so you can fly. Isn't that beautiful? It's like, a, it's like poetry right there. It, I mean, it's kind of like the scene out of Matrix, if you think about it. So it's where Keanu just freaking pounds the ground and goes soaring up through the sky like freaking Superman, right? Well, you may not do that exact same thing, at least physically, but mentally you can. And is there such a big difference between the two? Ooh, heavy, Brian. Heavy. Dropping that Matrix analogy on us. So early leading into the weekend. You know you're going to go watch Matrix this weekend. That's, not, that's all right. Go watch it. And I'll give you another Matrix one. Another analogy. The scene where he's walking down the street and it's a test. I forget that they're trying to get him to stay focused and to not trust anybody. And all of a sudden the girl with the red dress comes walking by, right? We all have the girl with the red dress in our lives. She just not maybe isn't pretty or she's not wearing a red dress. She's just a distraction. She could be another business. <clears throat> she could be a bad customer. She could be your wife, your girlfriend. Somebody's trying to pull you off track. Or you, you're self-sabotaging. You don't believe that your worth, your self-worth or your value is there to move past the goalpost where you're at. That's heavy. I'm just, what's my job here is this podcast is to try to make us all better, right? Happier, healthier, live longer, make more money. That's it. That's it. Have a great life. Have a great lifestyle. Guys, we all need to see the world more clearly and our education and stigmas often create false walls, walls of China around our future and opportunities. And if we're the patriarch, the leader of our families, our kids, then our kids are in place indirectly placed into those boxes like hunger games right you got to get past those freaking walls man what was their name katniss or whatever the hell kick those freaking down like a freaking bruce lee subtitled movie but how are you gonna do it on your own are you gonna watch a youtube video and say, no you you've got to take action and you might oh man it's a thousand bucks when you go to that conference it, it, it could be fucking Tony Robbins, one of the best speakers of our time, by the way. I, I, I would challenge you to say he probably is better than Obama. And Obama is a good orator. But Tony's just going to make you feel good about yourself and he's going to give you optimism. How do I know? I've never been to one of his shitty ass. No. But I've seen, I've seen videos and the guy's fucking amazing. If I had the opportunity, I would. If he was nearby, I'd probably go fucking see him. Because he's not going to teach me anything technical, but he's going to going to change my beliefs and mindset. He's going to make me believe that I can fucking pull the matrix, punch the ground, and go fucking soaring into the sky. And if I believe I can do it, guess what? Belief is fucking half the battle, isn't it? Oh, fuck, I can do this shit. Let's get busy. You're not going to work on something you don't truly take stock in, are you? Hey, I got this project, but I know it's a fucking, it's a downer. It's a zero. We're never going to, it's never going to succeed. But I'm going to work on it. Yeah, fuck that. No, you're not. And no, you're not going to do well and you're not going to succeed. You've already 
self-deprecated. All right, so one of the, a couple more things, and we'll, we'll wrap this up. I heard this saying the other day, and it kind of resonated with me. The ignorance tax, being ignorant, that's the lack of knowledge, is death of your future opportunities. So just being stupid, just being ignorant. I mean, maybe you're smart, but you just, for other reasons, you maybe mental you know, predispositions. Maybe your mom was a complete bitch and always said you never amount to anything. Where that one teacher in third grade said, oh, freaking Tommy, you little fuck. <laughs> I hope she didn't say it to you. Maybe she whispered in her ear, your ear because you, I don't know, broke her coffee cup or some shit. And it stuck with you and you always felt like you were just a tiny piece of shit because of that. It's horrible. It's horrible these things that can happen in our lives and they just, they just freaking anchor us down to the ground. But the ignorance tax is death of your future opportunities. Don't be ignorant. Release the ignorance. Get educated. Change your mindset. Change your beliefs. And fucking kick ass. Imagine this idea. How much is not making a million dollars a year costing you? Going back to, let's say, no, let's not even say 200000 Let's say you're making $75,000 because that's probably what the average Joe's making in the United States. I mean, or maybe household or average dude or whatever. Okay, that means it's costing you $925,000 a year not making a million. Does that make sense? You follow what I'm saying? Where am I going with this? You're in debt because if your goal is, hey, I need to at least be sitting at a, a solid, cushy mill a year or I'm fucking... I'm not taking care of my family. I'm not providing for my future. And there's nothing wrong with thinking that. That means you're in debt. That means you're not making 75. You're in debt to the goal you really want. And what are you doing to try to achieve it? It means you're paying a debt to a false reality in order to get the real one. Truth. Many are better at the game of business than you. There's nothing wrong with that. Me too. All of us. We all have competitors that are fucking better. The best fighter in the world, there's somebody else better out there. He's living in a forest and he's fucking chopping down trees with his knuckles. He wrestles alligators and he butt fucks rhinos. And this fucker's badass and he fucking chew anybody up in the ring. Why hasn't he been fighting? Because he's aborigine or some shit. They'll never fucking find the dude. There's always somebody better. And don't think about the butt fucking rhino comment. That's gross. I don't want you to picture it. But many are better at the game of business than us. Okay, remove your ego. This is hard. When I train, it's the number one thing that fucking stops people from being good in PDR. It's not their skills. It's not uh, their physicality for the most part. It's usually, I mean, sometimes it is, but most of the time it's their fucking ego. They want to do good work and they don't want to let go of their ego to really just lay down the wood and start to absorb the content, how to read the light. So their ego slows them down. They're constantly trying to make pretty dense. I have to get people, I have to break their beliefs, break their mindsets. And also to continue to fuck shit up constantly. That's hard. <clears throat> That's a hard belief. I'm getting dry throat. That's a hard belief to break. You mean I don't want to do pretty work right now? Fuck no, you don't. You want to fuck shit up. You want to present to your mind so you can see what's going on. Anybody that's learned PDR know this, knows this now probably. Hopefully you do. A lot of their schools that still teach it don't fucking know it. They keep pushing pretty dense. Oh, man, this dude. I see some of the fucking greatest minds of our time, supposedly, at least based upon how, how the social media would have you believe. They're teaching people to start to do pretty work out of the gate. That's fucking that's obscene. That's absurd. It's absurd and obscene. Say that five times. 
remove your ego and learn. And go see these people who are doing better than you. Go see their realities and their mindsets. It may not be Tony Robbins. I would I would prefer to find somebody in or near our industry and go attend a conference, go me- get mentored by them, and find out how they're doing what they're doing and making more money, and they're better. It might cost you money. It speeds the process up. What's your life worth? Look back in time. Five to ten years ago, think about what you used to believe about yourself in business. It ain't the same now, I guarantee it. It's not. You've had to have grown. You've had to have learned. Think about even what your future self will know in 20 years or just 10 more years. Would you rather pay that in time or money? Fuck yeah, spend the money. Don't be a fucking tight ass wad. Don't, 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 don't. My wife says like, fuck that. Fuck that. Some point, then just start siphoning some money off to the side or something. Get it fucking done. Go borrow it. Convince her, whatever. Deal the future to the present, my friend. Bring that future to the now. Get those obvious dirty truths right first and forth right, right in front of your brain because the time is infinitely more expensive than money. Does that make sense? All this blabbering, all this saliva on my keyboard, is any of this getting into your brain, Bueller? I hope so. All right, that was heavy. I didn't, when I, Penned out the outline. It didn't look that heavy, but now I feel like fucking a man. I feel like I want to have some gospel. I should have had some gospel music queued up in the background. Everybody starts singing, like the Blues Brothers movie or something. If you guys have ever seen that, you probably haven't. I'm dating myself. Yes, that's a long time ago. Ugh, James Belushi. No, James is still alive. John's dead. Yeah, so sad. Yeah, go watch the Samurai uh, Deli guy or the Samurai series from. Uh, John Belushi from Saturday Night Live on YouTube. You'll, you'll see what, what I'm talking about. But anyway, it's all about mindset and beliefs, guys. I, I've learned a lot since since college and high school, and i got a long ways to go. We all do. It's a journey. Hopefully, we get the gift of more time to continue to, to get down this journey. But the meanwhile, don't assume it. Don't assume you're going to have that time tomorrow. Fucking act now. Act now. Go to the phone. Pick up and dial. Donate all your money to us. But seriously, respect time and know that it's worth spending some money to get the data. Get the data, get the information, change your beliefs, change your mindset, grow, explode. Because right now we're all in a great industry and we have so much more opportunity, so much more. We should have a lot more millionaires or multi-millionaires in PDR than we do. And why? It's because a lot of us think it just isn't possible, which is so fucking stupid. It's probable if you do the right things, not only possible. All right, so that's it. Enough mind blabber here. How how long have I been going on? Holy shit, almost an hour. Oof. Ooh, Lottie, that was a good one. All right, man. Have a great weekend. Comments, questions, 949-302-3464. Yeah, that's my actual number. I didn't change any digits. Um, Hit me up with any questions. Have a great weekend. We will have some students coming up in a couple weeks. Um, holidays are coming around the corner, guys. We're going to talk Thanksgiving. We're going to talk some recipes. Shall we talk, talk stuffing, how to make good stuffing? Probably not. Anyway, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next SAI PDR Marketing Podcast. Bye-bye for now.